Hello and welcome to this interview special episode of Tech EU podcast. I am your host, Andrew Degeler. Look, I wanted to add this extra episode to our regular programming this week to discuss the timely question of startup-related regulations in the European Union. Last week, 24 EU member states signed the so-called Startup Nation Standard, which is a set of best practices for governments to facilitate and nurture a healthy entrepreneurial ecosystem. And this was a pretty important milestone in a process that has been going on over the past few years, really. And uh, earlier this week, our editor Robin Wouters uh, talked to to Benedict Blomeyer, uh, the director of EU policy at Allied for Startups, and they discussed this news piece, but also the bigger picture of what's been going on in the blog. So let's listen in together and uh, find out what is actually going on. Hey, this is Robin Walters from Tech.eu, and I'm joined here remotely, of course, even though we're both located in Brussels, by Benedict Blomeyer. He's the director of EU policy at Allied for Startups. Benedict, welcome to the show, and maybe tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself and your organization. It's great to see you virtually, Robin. I'm Benedict, I'm the head of EU policy at Allied for Startups, indeed. Been around Brussels for a bit over five years now. Um, Allied for Startups is an organization of startup organizations. So we look at what startup organizations like Startup Austria or Startup Malaysia need and bring that to policymakers. We've been in Brussels for over five years now, looking at things from copyright to GDPR uh, to startup visas across the board, really, trying to basically be the voice of startups in politics and government. Great. Fantastic. Uh, great the work that you've been doing. I've been watching it for quite a while. I think you joined uh, almost five years ago, didn't you? Indeed, yeah. It's time has yeah. flown by. <laughs> yeah, so much has changed since then. And that's uh, part of the conversation is going to be about that. Uh, because we're recording this on 22 March. It's a Monday. But last week was incredibly busy. Uh, the European Commission launched the uh, European Innovation Council, uh, the fully fledged one after a pilot uh, phase of uh, about two years. Uh, we've had the European Council uh, basically doing their first reading position of the, the budget uh, for Horizon Europe basically approving its 95.5 billion euros uh, budget that is you know, going through the motions now. But one of the most exciting things that we had last week was the EU Startup Nations Standard. We're going to call it SNS for most of the conversation, uh, but maybe just uh, give us a little bit of background about what the, uh, the Startup Nations Standard actually is. So we've been giving feedback to the Commission for over a year based on what kind of policies, what kind of practices work really well in some of the member states around Europe? And the idea the Commission has had is to basically collect them and present them as a set of best practices for other member states to live up to. This ranges from reform stock options, which are only taxed at the point of being exercised, not before then, as Belgians and Germans listening to this might know, or startup visas, which are uh, fast-tracked uh, in less than a month a digital-first administration, or the ability to start up a company in English online in a day. These are ambitious standards. The cool thing is that this isn't rocket science. These are already best practices which are being implemented or which are being exercised across Europe. So on the one hand, you can't have um, folks tell you, oh, this is too tricky, we can't do this, because actually it's already being done across Europe. So the, the effect we'll hopefully see is that this encourages uh, member states to to do better, to look to their neighbors, and to have a bit of peer pressure to build a better startup ecosystem throughout Europe. Great. Um, yeah, some of these best practices indeed have been implemented in a couple of countries already. So that provides a blueprint. But last Friday at Digital Day, they called it, they actually 
signed the declaration, or at least uh, most of the member states signed the declaration. Uh, how did that happen? What, what does it mean? Indeed, they signed the declaration. I think 24 countries um, signed it, or 25. There were one or two who hopefully will feel the pressure in the next months. I think Hungary and Bulgaria were the two who are not uh, signing on just yet. Croatia as yeah, well, I think. I think you're right, exactly. Yeah. I think in Bulgaria it has to do with elections being around the corner. So uh, this this document has been uh, shared with the, with the member states a few weeks ago, a bit longer ago. And of course, there's been some, some you know, haggling and, and negotiations behind the scenes as that happens in, in the European policymaking process. For us, it's been really important to, to make sure that the standard is ambitious and it's not watered down, so to speak. You know, we, we want to make sure that there's a regular buy-in and feedback coming from startup communities. More importantly, we, we want to make sure that this isn't just a one-off tick-the-box exercise. So the proof of that and the test of that starts now. The member states have signed this declaration. Now we'll see who does how much. And we're going to build a little map on our website where we may use a traffic light system and monitor which countries fully implement the startup nation standard. Uh, just a word of uh, uh, just a heads up: no country will be fully compliant from day one with all the standards. So there won't be a single green light from the get-go. But we have our usual suspects. We uh, assume that Estonia, for instance, will be there pretty shortly. Great. Yeah, I was just going to say, because signing a declaration only takes you that far. Uh, I think it was 24 member states, but also Iceland joined, uh, which is sort of outside of the EU. Does that actually mean that the standard might be, you know, adoptable by countries uh, outside of Europe? We hope so. Um, there's no reason why not. And that's, that's how we approach it as well. Our organization consists of 45 startup organizations. Only around 35 or so of them are in Europe. We've already had interest from members like Startup Canada or others, you know, asking or Codec, for instance, from the UK, why why should we not be able to be pitching this to our government to to sign up? So that's great. Uh, that's kind of one of the best cases of EU, the EU exporting its rules. And I think there's also a lot for us to learn. There is a part of the SNS which is about finding more best practices because who's to say that we've reached the end of the road, right? If, for instance, there's a great regulatory sandbox which helps fintechs reach market, uh, reach a market, um, then why, if you know, if that is identified to be something that is transferable, shouldn't we be able to put that into the list and make that a standard uh, for the SNS? So what you're saying, the standard can basically be expanded and, and sort of uh, amended over time, uh, depending on what happens, but also become maybe a global startup nation standard. That would be quite amazing to see. Um, but as I said earlier, signing a declaration only goes so far. They're committing basically to making these changes on a member state level, but there's no enforcement. So just to be clear, there's no way to actually, you, you can hold them to account publicly, but uh, there, there's no obligation for them to, to apply these rules are, are, are there. As of now, not yet. I would like to think that member states do what they promise to. And I think we've come a long way to, you know, for instance, in Germany, there was a big uh, struggle to get Germany to sign on to um, starting up a company online in one day. And uh, that's not been a, pre a position previously that the Germany would have endorsed. They have gone with this after a long struggle uh, last, last Friday. So I hope now that they will actually follow through on their word. At the end of the day, it'll be up to us, startup communities, uh, startupers, to test and to, to see whether uh, countries are doing so. I hope we can maintain a big coalition and I hope we can ensure that we get a, a strong monitoring body to, uh, which actually has a buy-in with the startup organizations, with the entrepreneurs on the ground. 
Well, I'm hereby committing that with TechEU, we'll also uh, keep an eye on things and try to apply pressure where we can. Um, what are some of the things that are not in the Startup Nation standard today that you would have loved to also see uh, included there? Mm. I think there's one point in there on digital first administration, which I would have loved to see fleshed out in a bit more detail, um, because that is quite a high level uh, commitment at this point. If we look at e-government in Estonia, we can see a perfect example in, in practice of, of how of how uh, digital first administration works. So I would have loved to um, add a bit more meat to the bones on that one. There will be many other best practices um, that you know we can we can observe. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I for instance really like what La French Tech is doing with this circle of top st startups and scale-ups having really close buy-in and and exchange with. Uh, the French government and the the European um, Startup Nation Center Alliance, which is being formed now as well, might be replicating some of that. That might be another best practice or another, yeah. When we want to, we want to strive for coming out of this. Yeah. What 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 about this alliance? This is the first time I heard of this. Uh, can you elaborate on that? I wish I could, but I've really only heard um, um, more about it since last Friday. Uh, basically, it is um, going to to pull together the. And the startup scale-ups um, and on organizations um, in a sort of um, a monitoring organization. So that is that is something that has there is a commitment for in the startup standard, but it's not entirely sure yet what body this will be in. Um, and that this alliance is probably going to be or turn into this body further down the road. But um, yeah, we're also waiting to see more um, info what the Portuguese uh, presidency and what the commission were, are thinking with this organization. Yeah, but if I get it correctly, it will be sort of like an independent observatory, basically outlining what commitments were taken and what actions were actually implemented and to see if they match up. And what else belongs yeah. in there in the future, hopefully. Yeah, fair enough. Um, one of the things I noticed when you look at the best practices in the standard is that they're, of course, it's called the Startup Nation standard. So it's more focused on startups than scale-ups, I would say. Uh, do you think there's also room for something like this for the, you know, the fast growing companies that are already getting traction, like the real scale-ups in Europe? Do you think they also need some, some sort of standard uh, for them? I think so. I, obviously, from your work as well, we know the, the Scale-Up Manifesto has been put out over five years now ago. I think it's totally time to do a review and see what has actually happened there and what hasn't. If the startup nation standard works, we should have a Scale-Up nation standard. I know the initiative launched by the French presidency three weeks ago, I believe, the Scale-Up Europe initiative, will look to address some of these issues. And I hope we could bring these two processes, the Startup Nation Standard and Scale Up Europe together. One of the one of the things, just to give one example, the Scale Up Europe initiative is looking to do is to unlock more pension capital for venture venture capital, which is something we really need to do for these big exit rounds, right? So hopefully we can we can kind of marry or we can make sure these things work in tandem. Um, so we're not we're not uh, overloading with initiatives, but we maybe use the model of the Startup Nation Standard if it has success. And and build on that for a scale-up standard. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. It doesn't. It does seem rather silly to do this at the same time uh, from different organizations simultaneously without uh, syncing them up. Um, one other question that I had, because you you mentioned that Germany was sort of uh, you know being difficult about this this one day uh, startups uh, starting. Uh, administration thing in one day, less than 100 euros, I think, is the is the guideline. Um, what are some of the other objections that were raised by by any member state, for that matter, in the in the weeks leading up to to the standards uh, nation standards? Personally, I, f I always find it very interesting to observe that the 
bigger countries and Germany, of all of those, sometimes struggle more getting onto the digital train all the way. The Baltics being the prime example of kind of a country countries which know that even if you meet kind of the demand in your domestic market, you might not be profitable yet. You you have to think European at least from day one. And I think if you have markets like Germany who, who have kind of strong incumbent industries, there's perhaps not been as much of a uh, interest at the highest levels of government to really kind of make a bet on future tech. So the biggest pain points we've seen in the uh, weeks building up to this have really been on this um, starting up a company in a day uh, online, um, particularly coming from from Germany there. We've also seen some reservations on reforming stock options. Keep in mind that um, the whole reason why we're making a list of best practices and we're not regulating on this from Europe is because this is something that member states usually do themselves, right? So basically, the commission has kind of been kind of upping the ante here and saying, yeah, yeah, we, we know you should be regulating this yourself, but here's a best practice we've observed somewhere else around the continent. So the pressure's on, right? So, so you know, member states, I know Denmark, kind of the, the minister who was on the presentation was a bit reluctant uh, on the stock option side. I, one or two other countries were as well. So, so that's kind of something. And then on startup visas, same thing. It's not something the European Union, although we always dream about a European startup visa, the uh, of course visas pertain to migration and this is something member states still deal with individually so again there might be national sensitivities around visas but um you know who's to say that we can't keep learning and, and up building pressure based on yeah. best practices we see elsewhere yeah and not just pressure from the eu but also peer pressure as you said earlier uh, because if your neighboring country signs in and actually does uh, implement it then there's more pressure from that side as well the other thing about member states though is that they have their own national governments of course which are by definition finite um if those governments change can they opt out of the the standard in any way oh that's a great question i'm not sure i know the answer to that since this is not a, a, I believe, a legally binding document, at least we, the juries, we still have to see the final doc that has been actually signed by ministers. And since this has been signed virtually, I think they probably have to collate this first. Um, it's a first for me as well to see how this is done without kind of everybody sitting at the same table and actually signing the same document. So I really can't give you a good answer to that. Just to be clear, I didn't have this question in mind. It just popped up in my head because, of course, because there is no, there is a commitment made, they can just commit to it, but then not do anything, uh, leave it to the next government. Uh, but then, of course, if they publicly say, you know, we're opting out of this nation, startup nation standard because of this and this reason, that might, you know, fuel more debate and more people actually, you know, more I think you're right. Not. I think it's, 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 I mean, you'll really have to, it'll take something to be standing up and saying, we don't believe in the startup nations uh, standard anymore. So, so I think that's part of the reason why there's been 25 countries, 24 countries standing on is because it's, it, it seems like a bet in your own long-term interest to be building a good startup environment, right? So I, th I think you do really have to be um, having at least one or two iPads uh, patches on if you are going out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an easy thing to support in terms of innovation, but there's always the stock options taxing, I think, is always the, the difficult one, the visas, as you mentioned correctly. Uh, but then we, we also have three holdouts. You mentioned Bulgaria is probably because of the election. Uh, Hungary, yeah, I mean... Uh, no, no comment on that one. Uh, but then there's Croatia for some reason also not signing on. Do you know any anything about the reason at all? I'm afraid I'm in touch with my member there, but I, there's nothing really I can share about why that hasn't worked out just yet. I have been surprised again and again in the last weeks while we were negotiating with some of our members. 
in given member states, how little this had penetrated to some of the levels of government. One or two times, we just hadn't secured support for the SNS because folks hadn't been really made aware um, or they've only been told about the bureaucratic uh, hassle this would create. So sometimes I think it's just a bit about um, spreading the word a bit further, building a bit more um, groundswell initiative from the grassroots, and um, hopefully uh, the others will, will come along as well. Again, hopefully we can convince them by showing to them that this is in their own long-term interest. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, what's next for you? Because obviously you've been a driving force in getting this standard uh, up and running with some of the member states also leading the, the charge as well, uh, and your members for that matter. Um, now that we're here, what's the next step? What are you working on now? For one, I'd love to see this thing really go in, get implemented all the way through. And we want to play our part, for instance, by um, making a little traffic light map, as I mentioned, on our website. But something else we've been thinking about a bit is, yeah, so this works greatly for startups on a horizontal level, but we, we see so many more learnings in given verticals. So we have a digital health track we've been uh, working on for over two years, actually directly with startups in digital health. And it goes without saying that the last year has been extraordinary for the digital health startups in our network. And we've been thinking if we should do the same here, basically collect best practices from across Europe, whether it be for um, rules around e-prescriptions or telemedicine, and collect them and um, encourage member states to do better based on existing best practices around Europe. The idea here is really, is really one which we hope we can transfer outside of Europe and into other verticals. So that's that's something which remains on our plate. We see time and time again that in the bigger picture, we can also still do more to to complete the single market. Um, so so there is like there are some open construction sites there. There's some big policy work that is happening in Brussels, which we which we deal with on a daily basis. Beyond that, we we want to be part of some of these great initiatives like Scale Up Europe and and some of the other ones. Great. Um, I promise you we're going to have most of the conversation about SNS, and we did. Uh, but what did you think of the, the European Innovation Council uh, announcement from last week? No, it looks promising. I have to say that uh, something AFS tries to steer clear from a bit is funding to the extent that this is funding coming from the public side. Um, so our members usually tell us that's great to kickstart um, startup ecosystems, and it's great if we want to target specific um, verticals where we feel like we're behind. There's a famous example of DARPA from the United States and, you know, how the Israeli Ministry of Defense has, has really kind of spawned a startup ecosystem. But ultimately, what we think really um, governments are best at is building the regulatory framework that allows startups to, to, to thrive and private money usually follows then. So that's the, that's the basic approach our members take to this. But of course, if there is you know an instrument like the EIC set up and it it can help unlock other uh, other funds, then that's something our members are generally excited about. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, one thing I forgot to ask about the SNS is that I I saw a letter from I think it was 500 uh, startup CEOs and ecosystem uh, people, a lot of your members as well, um, signed the letter basically you know urging member states to support the the SNS and and implement as fast as possible. Have you had any conversations with, um, for example, startup founders or CEOs that were totally against this and basically saying, okay, I'm not signing this letter? Or was it just uh, support across the board? We've really been running into open doors with this letter. This letter was mainly pertaining to the non-optional campaign, which was really coming from the movement to improve stock options uh, in Europe. And here we've really been running into open doors. Uh, it's, it's hard to find anyone who is against the, the idea of stock options. The idea here really is to be allowing startups to compete with the big players out there. 
who you know can pay 100k salaries to top engineers to top folks and startups might not be able to do that from day one so they invest they, they, they share they pass on share options and uh, you know basically a stake in the idea that you are working for there's really no good reason we've heard from 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 our members of course there are kind of tax systems which are unique in in, in and you know different in every member state but on the principle nobody's really uh, spoken up against that Yeah, that's also my impression. Even from the policy side, people are not necessarily against it, but then they're up against a legacy system that that's not that wasn't built for that, right? And it's it's not always easy to make those changes on a on a tax level. But yeah, yeah very exciting stuff. I think DCU uh, startup nation standard. Uh, I hope it becomes a global startup nation standard, and I hope the member states actually take action. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your map and seeing lots of green lights. Uh, but Benedict, thank you so much for uh, providing some uh, some clarity on the matter. Thanks so much, Robin. It's great to talk to you. Cheers, and hopefully see you in person soon. We actually, I'm saying this because Benedict and us actually share an office or uh, share an office in B-Central and we haven't seen each other in what, six months? Longer, I think, yeah. One of the coolest places in Brussels and uh, we hope to get back there as soon as possible. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> I hope to see you soon. Uh, thank you, Benedict, and have a nice rest of the day. Cheers. And this is it for today's special episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Our audio engineering is done by SoundPulse, that is sound-pulse.com. Your questions, suggestions, and opinions are very welcome. Send them to podcast at tech.eu. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, anywhere that you can imagine we are there, except TikTok at the moment. This was TechEU Podcast. I am Andrew Degler, and I will talk to you again later this week. For now, do take care and enjoy the rest of the week. Bye-bye.